Canto ready to resume with Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 26, which is called the Aila Gita, the Lamentations of Parulava. <laughs> uh, so we just finished uh, with text 24, was the last of the Aila Gita, this song. And then uh, 25, uh, which we did last time, uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, having thus chanted this song, Maharaj Purulava, eminent among the demigods and human beings, gave up the position he had achieved in the planet of Urbashi. His illusion cleansed away by transcendental knowledge. He understood me to be the supreme soul within his heart, and so at last achieved peace. So when his attachment, material attachment was removed, then the Lord in the heart became visible. Which is true about everybody. People complain they can't see God, but do the right thing to see him. So now we're ready to resume with text number uh, 26. Uh, the Supreme Lord is continuing to uh, discuss this. And uh, you'll see this chapter ends with basically glorification of devotees. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll see. So I'll read text 26. First, Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudevaya. The text 26 goes, Atodu Sangam Utsridya Satsusarjita Bhutimang Santa Erasya Chindanti Manovya Sangam Uktivihi. The translation, an intelligent person should therefore reject all bad association. Uh, and instead take up the association of saintly devotees whose words cut off the excessive attachment of one's mind. So this basically announces the next theme. Uh, what we're supposed to... Uh, uh, if, if for him, Urvasi was bad association, now we're recommending, the Lord is recommending Good association. Uh, so, tata, therefore, tata, is therefore, do sangha, do sangha, sangha is association. And sometimes used by itself, it just means bad association. Uh, but here, do sangam, the do, the negative suffix, the prefix is there, bad association, utsrija casting aside, throwing away. And uh, satsu sajeta, become attached to sat. This is the saintly devotees are called sat. Or as we see in the plural here throughout this part of the text, santaha, the, the saints, santaha. So, so satsu, two saintly devotees, sajeta, become attached. 
So detached and attached, throwing away any attachment to Dusangam and Satsanga. As we say, Satsanga is supposed to be Satsanga, sometimes it's not, but <laughs> it turns into something else. But we should do this Buddhiman, one who has Buddhi. A Buddhimat, the Mat is a, a man here, is a possessive. Uh, one who is intelligent, Buddhimat. Buddhimat. Uh, and why should you do this? Uh, uh, these saintly persons, Santa Eva, these. Uh, uh, Santa Eva. Asya Chindanti, they cut off uh, the attachment of his uh, mind, mana. That's where it takes place. Vyasangam, and here it's bad, bad attachment or excessive attachment. Upi, by their uh, words. Those we read, an intelligent person should therefore reject all bad association and instead take up the association of saintly devotees whose words cut off excessive attachment of one's mind. Now, there's no purport here in the BBT translation. Uh, Bhagavad Swami translates it a little differently based on the Vichana uh, Chagavati Thakur's commentary. Uh, uh, it's the same. An intelligent person should therefore reject all bad association and instead take up the association of devotees. Because we're social, we have relationships with other people, so you have to decide what you want. Only they, that the devotees, can destroy the dangerous attachment in the mind by their words. So here, the, that's here the way he does it. BBT says excessive attachment of one's mind, but it's a dangerous here because this word Vyasangam, which is translated in the BBT by as excessive attachment, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says Vyasangam means dangerous attachment. Uh, he says uh, only the devotees can cut this attachment. Pious acts, visiting holy places. Worship of the devatas and knowledge of scripture cannot do this to the same extent. So there's a little addition information. You may do the other things, pious activities, go on pilgrimage to Vrindavan. You can go to Vrindavan and have very bad association there if you want. Uh, worship of devatas, all these knowledge of scriptures. This, the, the most potent thing is satsanga. I, I noticed that uh, in the uh, Back to Godhead magazine of July 5th, 1960, of Srila Prabhupada, he translates this verse. Uh, his translation, One should therefore forsake the evil company of persona non grata. <laughs> if he is intelligent enough. And after that, one must associate himself with devotees or sadhus only. Such sadhus can, by their realized instruction, cut off the link of connection which is against the principle of devotional service. 
So it's by their, their realized instruction. That's this word that's used here, upi. The word upi is a feminine noun meaning sentence, proclamation, speech, expression. Or just by itself, the Bhagavatam, it's a worthy speech or worthy words from a praiseworthy speech. So that's how it's used here. Um, so now, so now, now the devotees have been mentioned as the proper association, which can get rid of this dangerous detachment. And uh, uh, so now, uh, 27 and 28 are going to describe those devotees indicated in, in text 26. Uh, so Krishna is, again, this is Krishna describing his, his devotees, right? He says, Santonapiksha matschitta prashanta samadarshanaha nirmama nirahankara nirdvandva nisparigraha My devotees fix their minds on me and do not depend upon anything material. They are always peaceful, endowed with equal vision, and free from possessiveness, false ego, duality, and greed. But that's how they're indicated in the report again. Uh, 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 um, so they, these words are being used. Santaha, again the saintly devotees, the Sat. Anapiksha, uh, here is translated as not dependent on anything material. Uh, the general meaning anapiksha is being indifferent or disregarding things. It can actually mean careless in other concepts. So because the word apiksha uh, means a shot with a long a looking around or about considering things taking regard of everything uh, uh, so in different places Prabhupada is translated on a picture as neutral that's Bhagavad Gita 12 16 disinterested independent of all material enjoyment always fully independent so this is this on a and then uh, the word uh, 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 on a picture, uh, uh, these people are matchitta, you know, the matchitta, makata, prana, orienta, torasparam, and Bhagavad Gita. So, matchitta, they have fixed their consciousness or their attention on me. Prashanta, completely peaceful. Samadarshanaha, they have, they see everything the same. This is translated as equal vision. Near uh, Mama, uh, nothing is mine. Literally, they they have no possessiveness. Near uh, Ahankara, uh, free from Ahankara, false ego. And Nirdwanda, free from duality. Uh, and then this this interesting word Nishparigraha. Uh, it says here uh, not having greed. The literal meaning is having no property. Parigra means things that you surround and grab together, you know, so what's it? And so the dictionary said it also refers to an ascetic who has no family or uh, dependents. 
Krishna Chakravarti Thakur has a purport for here where he uh, defines each of these terms, right? He says, uh, who are these devotees? What are their words which give auspiciousness to verses answer? That's this verse in the next verse. Uh, they are not dependent on karma or jnana or on devatas or humans for personal gain. And this is the first idea here, anapeksha, indifferent or not dependent. So not dependent. He says he lists the karma, jnana, devatas or humans. You're not after anything from them. But then you can ask, do they depend on you, the Lord? Yeah. Yes, their minds are fixed on me alone. But then you could object, but Kamsa and others also concentrated their minds on you. And he's, so that's why he says the next thing eliminates that, because Prashanta, uh, uh, they are peaceful without anger where it has constantly concentrated in mind and raged. And so that's different. So these are peaceful without anger. And then you can ask, if someone hates them, how can they remain without anger? And so that's the next thing. Samadarshana, uh, uh, he says, they see friends, enemies, neutral parties the same way. That's equal vision. Uh, there's three kinds of people these are listed. Uh, those who are your friends, those who are your enemies, and those who are neutral. So don't, don't take a stand either way. The swing voters. <laughs> uh, so all these, they see the same. How can they do this? This is because they have conquered ahankara, near ahankara, and have no possessiveness. He says they're free from possessiveness. Uh, uh, they are calm when praised or disrespected uh, near Dwanda without duality so the same in uh, praise and blame and so on uh, near Dwanda has a wider scope of this the way he's stringing these together then you can ask the question but can they see even sons and wife in the same equal way and then he says here, uh, Nisparigraha, they have given up all attachment. Such persons are my devotees. So that's, that's, that's how Vishnu Chakravarti kind of links them together in a question and answer narration, uh, giving a meaning for each term. So here's Krishna's appreciation for his devotees that are the kind that we need for association so that we will become uh, able to uh, transcend the material world and see Krishna in the heart. And so, so now he continues uh, with text 28, his um, uh, glorification of devotee association, devotee association. The 28 uh, 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 goes... Teshu Nityam Mahabhaga Mahabhageshu Matkataha Sambhavanti Hita Nrinam Chusatam Prap Nunantyakam. So greatly 
uh, fortunate Uddhava. In the association of such saintly devotees, there is constant discussion of me, and those partaking in this chanting and hearing of my glories are certainly purified of all sins. So that's the main thing about the association of devotees. Among them, Nityam, constantly, Nitya means something that's done regularly, regular daily function of Nitya. Uh, Nitya karma, things you do every day, Namaitaka karma, the things you do on occasions. Uh, uh, and he addresses him, Mahabhaga, one who is greatly fortunate. And then, Mahabhageshu, among those who are greatly fortunate. So notice the repetition of Mahabhaga, Mahabhageshu. He's paying a, a, a compliment here to, to Uddhava. Uh, by this repetition, uh, first addressing him as Mahabhaga, and then referring to devotees, Mahabhageshu, being among those who are Mahabhagas. Lots of cases in Sanskrit where it happens among, in the plural. Among those who are Mahabhagas, Mahabhaga, greatly fortunate devotees, and the word is sambhavanti, uh, there arises, it's almost like an idea that of its own accord. Uh, it, has this, it just says, uh, 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 here, here in the translation is there is, which is okay, I mean, it's fine, but the word sambhavanti, as from Krishna appears, you know, I mean, it's just a sort of, it's something that just, Manifest. It has that sense of just manifesting. Uh, uh, it occurs. Uh, 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 these, these. That is to say, uh, these discussions about me uh, and those persons, Jushatam, uh, uh, who are taking part in them, uh, prop. Uh, they are purified of sins, uh, Agam, like Agasura, uh, the sin, uh, the demon of sin. So um, it says here. Uh, uh, the BBT purport they remark. Uh, even if one does not receive direct instructions from a pure devotee, simply by hearing him glorify the Supreme Personality God, one can be purified of all sinful reactions caused by one's involvement in illusion. Um, although notice this is in the plural. I mean, it's a sort of like entering into an association where people are talking about these things. Um, it's a little more social than than uh, than uh, uh, you may get from uh, idea from this purport. Bani Swami uh, translate this: "O greatly fortunate Uddhava, in the association of such saintly devotees, there arises constant discussion of me." And those topics destroy the sins of the speaker and listener. So everybody. Uh, uh, 
so it's 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 entering into this the circle of people where these things are uh, discussed um, like that. So now uh, uh, now we go on uh, having uh, described the devotees. Now it goes on to say what happens when you associate with them in text 29. Whoever hears, chants, and respectfully takes to heart these topics about me, become faithfully dedicated to me and thus achieve my devotional service. This is the effect uh, 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 of this activity. Uh, uh, but here again, uh, uh, in the previous verse and also in this verse, there's this pronoun these in the plural, these topics which uh, harks back to uh, uh, the Matkataha uh, and then also it could be among yeah, Matkataha, these topics that's what the, the, the ah refers to in previous verse and in this verse uh, who hears Shunvanti, those who hear, yeah, it's in the plural, who hear, and who gayanti, and chant. And then they use the word, the root word here, anumodanti, take to heart. It's translated that way, relishes, you can say. Uh, the word is, uh, comes from the uh, anu and, and mud, uh, to join in rejoicing. Uh, uh, to rejoice, yeah, to join in rejoicing. Uh, in different places in the Bhagavatam Prabhupada translated this word as appreciating, taking pleasure in, something that's approved of as anumodataha. Uh, so they take to heart, they relish, they uh, enjoy this. Uh, uh, and the result of this is they become uh, matpara. There's a term used a lot in matpara, dedicated to me, sharadana, uh, uh, with faith, and uh, therefore bhaktindidanti, uh, my they achieve devotional service unto me. This is the effect. The dirty things get washed away, uh, and they begin to the, the the potency of the words is there, and it does something to you. Uh, uh, does something that nothing else does. You start to develop deep feelings of attraction uh, to uh, to Krishna, um, which is. Yeah, which is of, of a different quality than any kind of attraction you might have to anything material. 
says here uh, in the purport in the BBT, one who hears from advanced devotees of Lord Krishna can be saved from the ocean of material existence. When one obeys the order of a bona fide spiritual master, the polluted workings of the mind are checked. One sees things in a new spiritual light and there blossoms the propensity for selfless loving service to the Lord, which gives the fruit of love of God. Uh, so this is what happens when there's one becomes attached to Krishna and automatically uh, detached from everything else. Of course, these things happen simultaneously. Now he goes on to describe this. I would text number 30. Bhaktim labdavatam, excuse me, Bhaktim labdavatam, vatam, Mayananta Gune Brahman Yananda Nubhavatmani You've got to say those words together because Brahmani and then that Y turns to a Y and then you have to say it with an A that follows. So, what more remains to be accomplished for the perfect devotee? After achieving devotional service done to me, the supreme absolute truth, whose qualities are innumerable and who am the embodiment of all ecstatic experiences. Uh, uh, so here, Bhaktim, Labda Vantaha, one who has achieved Bhakti, uh, sadho, that sadhu, or that sadhu, kimanyat avishishite, what else there remains? Once you have that, fulfillment on all scores, nothing, nothing is there. Uh, uh, you've attained this bhakti uh, to me, anantagune, uh, anantaguna, who has uh, endless qualities, spiritual qualities, uh, and, uh, and, and this is different ways of tra translating this, uh, Brahmani, uh, uh, to the absolute truth, or in the absolute truth, Ananda Anubhava Atmani, and this, again, try, try the, describing himself as being Brahman, Describing as himself as being uh, the, the one who comprises, that is, whose self is Ananda Anubhava, the experience of the embodiment of all ecstatic experiences. They're in Krishna and you participate in them. Now, um, Here's the BBT purport. And then there's a slightly different translation, uh, an idea from Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. So the BBT uh, purport. Uh, uh, so here again, what more remains to be accomplished? 
for the perfect devotee after achieving devotional service under me, the supreme absolute truth whose qualities are innumerable and who am the embodiment of all ecstatic experiences. And then they say, devotional service to Lord Krishna is so pleasing that a pure devotee cannot desire anything else except service to the Lord. Uh, so what else is there? Right? In the 10th canto Shuman Bhagavatam, uh, Lord Krishna told the gopis that they would have to accept their own service as the ultimate reward of their devotion to him. Since nothing awards as much happiness and knowledge as devotional service itself. See, in the material world, there's always a difference between the ends and the means. Uh, most people, uh, to enjoy in this world, they have to work, which is the means, and then what they enjoy, the fruits of the work, the ends, is different. And their lives are bifurcated, Bogatayaga, uh, the ends and the means are the same. Perfect fulfillment, and the American philosopher John Dewey uh, noticed that perfect fulfillment would be where the ends and the means are the same. Uh, sometimes uh, in art and music and things, it seems like that. I mean, when, when uh, a, a fully absorbed musician plays, you would call it playing, although it may be his job. <laughs> it's not work, it's play, you know. Uh, and, uh, and so when you, of course, when you're learning the music, then there's a difference between work and play. But when you're accomplished, it becomes a second nature, then uh, the, the, the work is play. That happens. But with, with Krishna, there's no difference uh, whatsoever. Bhakti is the ends, bhakti is the means. There's devotional service and practice and devotional service and perfection. They're the same activity. And so there's complete fulfillment. And your life is not separated into uh, uh, work and play. Um, so therefore, that's devotional service. When they have served Krishna, and that's the reward, the serving Krishna. You don't serve Krishna in order to get something else. Then uh, it goes on here in the purport. When one sincerely chants and hears the holy name and fame of Lord Krishna, the heart is purified and gradually one can appreciate the actual blissful nature of Krishna consciousness, uh, loving service uh, to the Lord. Uh, so in practice, sometimes, you know, we have devotional service in practice, which involves sometimes discipline and forcefully controlling the mind. But then, so, so, uh, uh, Bhagavad Swami's translation here, let me get it up here, a uh, little different, uh, uh, He does it like this. Uh, what more remains to be accomplished for the perfect devotee after achieving devotional service to me? With unlimited quantities in prema accompanied by the bliss of liberation in Brahman. So this is following, well, here's this following Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. Uh, his commentary is, what other result remains to be accomplished? 
Nothing else remains since bhakti is all results. And now he's quoting Krishna. I have unlimited qualities, such as ego and possessiveness, compounded of eternity, knowledge, and bliss, manifested in prema. Ego means he has an identity, uh, and so on. I am also liberation in Brahman. So he separates this, because he says, but the bliss of Brahman, ananda, uh, ananda, Anubhava, Ananda Anubhava, is a secondary result of bhakti. <laughs> so he separates these out. The, the sort of the, the, the sort of he takes them as separately. You get, you get, you you experience the unlimited qualities of Krishna and Prema, his person, and his relationships. And by the way, you have the bliss of liberation and. Brahman, too, that accompanies it, but that's not your main thing. So he puts, he, he, he separates them, but the, uh, and but, uh, must be other commentators uh, put them together as, as the BBT does, and uh, she was with uh, his qualities and innumerable, and who is the embodiment, who, who uh, serves to me the absolute truth, that, that is to say, Brahman, whose qualities are innumerable, and who is the embodiment of uh, Anubhava. Uh, uh, Anubhava just means experience, so Ananda Anubhava. Well, either way, that's a slightly different way of, of, of doing it. So now, uh, uh, he goes on here, Krishna goes on, uh, with text number 31, so it's describing what the devotees achieve uh, 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 using an example. Yato Pashrayamanasya Bhagavantam Vibhavasum Shitam Bhayantam Opieti Radhum Samsevatastata just as cold, fear, and darkness are eradicated for one who has approached the sacrificial fire. So, dullness, fear, and ignorance are destroyed for one engaged in serving the devotees of the Lord. So now notice he's talking about this, serving the devotees. This uh, simile, sadhu, the sadhu, the sadhu samsevata for one who is samsevata completely serving uh, the sadhus uh, uh, th- th- these things uh, uh, are removed just as yata yata means just as for one who is approaching uh, bhagavantam vibhavasum uh, uh, the powerful sacrificial fire. The Bhagavantam here is powerful. Uh, and here they translate this as the sacrificial fire. Uh, uh, then when you go, but anyway, when you go, go close to the fire, cold, fear, and darkness, right? You're, now you're warm. There's no fear of the dark. 
you know, you're out by the fire and there may be some glowing eyes, <laughs> the coyotes or the wolves or whatever, but you're not afraid, and the darkness is gone. Uh, so here uh, the BBC says, those engaged in fruitive activities are certainly dull. When they're saying this, uh, don't see this is the commentary that uh, this uh, dullness, fear, and ignorance correspond to the cold. Uh, f- fear is the same, and ignorance is darkness. Right? So f- for uh, for uh, uh, cold, this is the dullness, right? Uh, those engaged in fruitive activities are certainly dull. They lack higher awareness of the Supreme Lord and the soul. Materialists are engaged more or less mechanically in gratifying their senses and ambitions, and thus they are considered dull or practically unconscious. All such dullness, fear, and ignorance are removed when one serves the lotus feet of the Lord, just as cold, fear, and darkness are removed when one approaches a fire. Uh, 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 so, uh, Swami, uh, he doesn't say sacrificial fire, n- n- neither does Vishnu Chakravarti. Swami just says, just as cold, fear, and darkness are eradicated uh, when one has approached a fire, so apathy so his they have dullness. He has apathy, uh, fear, and ignorance are destroyed. The one engaged in serving the devotees of the Lord, and again, his translation is based very specifically on uh, on Vishnu uh, Chakravarti Thakur's uh, purport. He says, uh, now again. He takes it as a cooking fire, specifically. When one uses fire for cooking, cold, fear, and darkness are also destroyed as a secondary result. So he's really very wants to make very clear there's primary results and second liberation in Brahman takes place, secondary result. These are side effects, really. Uh, uh, so cold, fear, and darkness are destroyed as a secondary result. When one serves devotees for perfecting work for perfecting worship, that's the reason. The stupefying effect, this is the dullness or, or the uh, apathy, the stupefying effect of karma, fear of samsara, of, of rebirth, and obstacles to worship are destroyed. So he takes that a little... Uh, differently, the 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 uh, ignorance uh, 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 is the stupefying influence of karma, fear of samsara, uh, uh, and then this uh, third thing is obstacles to worship are, are also destroyed. Which one of the biggest obstacles is attachment to other things. Uh, uh, so notice he says that when one serves devotees for perfecting worship, worship of Krishna and of those things in relationship to Krishna. So here uh, we have time for at least one more verse. 
a, a interesting word that's used here a lot in this verse. What if we have time? Nimajyon majjatam gore bhavabdhau paramayanam Santu Brahma Vida Shanta Naradridesh Vapsu Majatam. The devotees of the Lord peacefully fixed in absolute knowledge are the ultimate shelter for those who are repeatedly rising and falling within the fearful ocean of material life. Such devotees are just like a strong boat that comes to rescue persons who are at the point of drowning. Hmm? Uh, so here the, the, you see the, this, the word nimajya. Uh, 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 the word much uh, means to be immersed in water, uh, to sink into water. And also just by itself it means to go down, to perish, go to hell, much. M-A-J-J, mudge, that's the root. So ni-mudge is intensifies that submerging. Ni-mudge, you go way down. Uh, so they translate here, those who are submerging. And un-mudge, going up again. So you, ooh, up, up. Kore, bhava-abdao. You see bhava-abdao many times in the Bhagavatam, the ocean of material life. Baba just means existence or being, but here it always means material, the ocean of material life. Uh, so this is Gore, the horrible, terrible ocean. So you're, uh, you're here in the water. You know, it's a rough surf and you're trapped in the surf and you go up and you, <gasps> you go back down again, you're drowning and you go up again, you know. <gasps> <laughs> so that's your condition. So these, so what is our uh, our, our shelter here? It says the ayanam, the 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 shanta are the shelter. The shanta are Brahma Vida, they who understand Brahma, uh, 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 and they're peaceful shanta, and they are a now the word now. We get to navigate and, you know, um, now a boat, a, a strong boat for those who are to rescue those persons who are, who are uh, uh, drowning. Vishnu Chakravarti says in his purport, uh, the devotees are the supreme shelter for persons traveling from low to high bodies in the ocean material life. Yes, yeah, so you go, you know, you get a higher body. <gasps> it's so nice when they pull back down again. So, uh, this idea of this, uh, the ocean of material existence, uh, 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 back in Canto 11, chapter 20, uh, text uh, 17, uh, this idea of being in the ocean and needing a, devo- a boat to rescue you uh, occurs many times. Here is one. Uh, I'll just read the. I'll read the. Uh, 
uh, uh, um, the translation. The human body, which can award all benefit in life, is automatically obtained by the laws of nature, uh, although it is a very rare achievement. This human body can be compared to a perfectly constructed boat, having the spiritual master as the captain, and the instruction of the personality of Godhead as favorable winds impelling it on its course. Considering all these advantages, a human being who does not utilize his human life to cross the ocean of material existence must be considered to be the killer of his own soul. This verse is quoted again and again by Prabhupada in his commentary. So here... The human body is the, is the boat, but you need to have somebody steer it. And so the guru is the karna dhara. The karna is ear, but it also means the, the uh, tiller, you know, the, the rudder with the tiller. So the, the, the what, what do you call it, the order, the, 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 the captain, the, the, the person who you know, runs the boat, uh, captain of the boat or the... So another place, um, the, uh, uh, this is Canto Chen, chapter 22, text 30. These are the prayers by the uh, uh, demigods to Krishna in the womb. Again, they're the idea of the boat and they're crossing the ocean of material existence. O lotus-eyed Lord, by concentrating one's meditation on your lotus feet, which are the reservoir of all existence, and by accepting those lotus feet as the boat, by which to cross the ocean of nescience, one follows in the footsteps of the Mahajanas. By this simple process, one can cross the ocean of the nescience as easily as one steps over the hoofprint of a calf. Uh, so this is the uh, uh, the idea here uh, that, that occurs again and again, the ocean material existence, and uh, that uh, the devotees become, uh, uh, well, this, uh, this, the, human, uh, uh, the human life is, the uh, human body is the ship, uh, uh, also in the beginning of the Bhagavatam, We've met your goodness by the will of providence to accept you as the captain of the ship for those who met the ocean as Kali Yuga. went across the terrible ocean of Kali Yuga. So this idea that the spiritual master of the devotees were the, the pilots of the boat uh, that, that, uh, that crosses this ocean of uh, worldly existence. Um, so here again we see this... Uh, and so the devotees themselves are compared to the boat that comes to rescue persons who are the point here where the, we're bobbing up and down in this in the ocean and then they like the coast guard to come and pulls you out you know to, it's more like helicopters really because they're really detached from the ocean that's it so we stop there and uh We'll be resume with text 33. We're almost at the end of the chapter now.
So also, uh, I guess we don't have class next week. We'll skip next week. Next week after next, huh? There's the next class. Fourteenth of June. Fourteenth of June. Maybe away for a while. So what you should do is, we'll, when we resume, we'll finish up this chapter, and we'll begin the next chapter. So we give you plenty of time to to read ahead. Next chapter is about needy worship. Real change of subject matter, but that's that's what that's what happens. So now, uh, if there's any uh, questions or comments, you can entertain those. Let me. Uh, we have to switch it. No, okay. Push star six. We have a question. We can also type it in, right? Text it in. Yep, June 14th. Yep. No, no questions. Loud is clear. Okay, so until June 14th. Please read ahead. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Shri Mat Bhagavatam Ki Jai.